0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book 1493, Uncovering the New World Columbus Created. It examines the impact of the Columbian exchange brought about by seafaring activities across the world. When you think of the achievements of Columbus the discovery of the New World in America is probably what comes to mind first. But the significance of Columbus Voyage is more than that. It began the seafaring boom in Europe, led to navigators from European actively charting courses to America, Asia and Africa, brought the movement of species and products, and also accelerated the process of globalization. This great exchange triggered by European voyages is called the Columbian Exchange, where ships transported plant and animal species from different regions to the world, corn to Africa, sweet potatoes to East Asia, horses and apples to America, and so forth. Through hundreds of years of development in foreign lands, they eventually became the flora and fauna that we are familiar with today. The arrival of these new species also brought new influences. For example, European merchants used oak trees from South America to create a series of rubber-based products, allowing for full-swing industrial production, laying the foundation for the Industrial Revolution, and promoting industrialization and urbanization in Europe and across the world in general. But the Colombian exchange wasn't an entirely positive influence on the world. In the act of dispersing plants and animals globally, it also delivered microorganisms and viruses to unfamiliar environments, causing epidemics and population declines in America. The opportunistic and ruthless navigators also engaged in slave trading in Africa and Asia, selling them to capitalists in America as cheap labor and slaves, and creating racial discrimination and slavery in those regions. Charles C. Mann has visited Asia, Europe and America, and combined the research results in ecology and anthropology to paint a vivid and detailed illustration of the impact European seafaring activities had on human history. In doing so, he has also analyzed the profound significance of the Colombian exchange on globalization from an ecological perspective. Next, we will explain the major points of this book in three parts. Part 1. European Voyage Activities. Part 2. Impact on Humans. Part 3, Impact on Economy and Ecology Columbus's voyage was in many ways the template for seafaring activity to follow, so let's first learn a little about his expeditions. Columbus believed that a voyage around the world would bring substantial profits to Spain, a view supported by Isabella I, Queen of Spain, who endorsed Columbus' voyage, as we mentioned in another book. He called Isabella, Warrior Queen. In March 1493, Columbus returned triumphantly with gold trinkets, colorful parrots and ten Indian captives. Attracted by promises of greater wealth to follow, the queen wholeheartedly backed Columbus for a second voyage. Columbus led a fleet of seven ships and more than 1,500 men to America and later established a Spanish colony there. On January 2, 1494, the fleet arrived at a shallow bay and established their first base, the town of La Isabella, Named after the queen herself. On the northern shore of the bay, Columbus built a fortified stronghold, while on the southern shore there were farmsteads where the inhabitants worked and lived. But this did not generate prosperity as Columbus had hoped, few people desired to settle in La Isabella, and even fewer were engaged in agriculture and commerce. They regarded this town as a temporary base on their larger quest for gold. This led to Columbus departing from America for a while leading part of his crew to navigate away to China, and leaving a contingent of men behind to further develop the town of La Isabella. But the men left behind did not build the town as Columbus had hoped, colonists quickly ran out of food and water, and set their sights on the natives' food instead. This behavior enraged the locals and serious clashes occurred between both sides. By the time Columbus, who had failed to find China, returned to La Isabella. The conflict had intensified, with the natives first throwing gourds stuffed with dust and peppers at the outsiders to release a suffocating and vision-blocking cloud of tear gas. Still, without steel weapons, the natives couldn't withstand the counterattack launched by the Spanish crews. They resorted to a scorched-earth policy when they retreated, burning their homes and crops along the way, leaving no food for the colonists, all in an attempt to force them back with hunger. In the end, neither side was victorious. Death, hunger, disease and exhaustion all coalesced to attack the newly formed town. Columbus was forced to flee back to Spain to seek help from the queen once again. By the time Columbus journeyed to America for the third time, there was little remaining of La Isabella, and his first stronghold had ended in failure. But new strongholds soon sprang up, and the Spaniards established numerous colonies in the Americas, securing a great deal of wealth. These riches enabled Spain to increase its economic clout, and gradually gain the upper hand in competition among its European brethren. The rest of Europe was unwilling to let Spain hog all the glory, so they in turn dispatched ships to America to establish colonies. The Kingdom of England, for example, assigned the task of establishing English colonists to a joint-stock company, Virginia Company. On May 14, 1607, after a long journey, three small ships of the Virginia Company anchored on the banks of the James River and established a colony called Jamestown. Surrounding Jamestown were dozens of native villages governed by a ruler called Powhatan and surrounded by large fields of marshmallow plants. Three rivers ran through this area in a thriving landscape. Compared to the Aboriginal people, the colonists lived in much harsher conditions, Jamestown was swampy and mosquito-infested, and the nearby James River was sometimes undrinkable due to seawater flowing upstream during the summer. Large amounts of sediment also drifted upstream and filled the area with sludge and filth. In these extremely unsanitary conditions, many colonists suffered health problems, with diseases such as typhoid and dysentery eating away at their bodies. Scores of people died as a result. These vulnerable colonists were perceived as no threat to Powhatan's power, so they were allowed to occupy these inferior lands as long as they supplied his people with guns, mirrors, glass beads and other valuable trading items. An agreement was soon reached, the Indians would supply the colonists with food and other raw materials, and the colonists would provide them with English goods in return. But this peace didn't last long, and England soon dispatched a new group of colonists, some of whom did not want to maintain this friendly accord, they burned Indian houses, sacked their temples, exhumed the graves of dead kings, and looted valuable burial totems. In addition to plunder and warfare, the European colonists acquired much of their wealth in the Americas through means such as growing tobacco. This required only sunlight, water, and soil, and for which they could generate a colossal profit of 1,000%. In addition to the Americas, the gold-rich China described in the travels of Marco Polo also enticed European navigators. A Spaniard by the name of Miguel Lopez de Legazpi managed to fill this gap in the Spanish maritime landscape, leading a fleet of ships to establish long-term trade relations with China. On November 21, 1564, Legazpi led five ships to Southeast Asia, where they set up camp on the island of Cebu, in the middle of the Philippine archipelago. From here, they extended their influence northwards, step by step. Eventually they were able to deal with Chinese merchants and officials. In May 1570, Legaspi sent a scouting party to the island of Mindoro and spotted two Chinese cargo ships anchored in a nearby cove, loaded with porcelain, silk, spices and other goods to be traded to the Filipinos, in exchange for gold and beeswax. The commander of the expedition had been ordered by Legaspi to treat any Chinese he encountered with courtesy, and show a willingness to deal in both peace and friendship. Unfortunately, the convoy was caught in a gale storm on the way to Mindoro, and the commander and his soldiers were scattered. Lacking restraint, the Spanish soldiers who coveted Chinese wealth attacked the cargo ships, firing through the decks of the Chinese fleet and killing many merchants. The battle was over by the time the commander finally arrived. To salvage the situation, he released the survivors and helped to repair the punctured Chinese cargo ships. The commander's gesture gave the Chinese a signal of peace, and rescued a relationship that was about to break down entirely. In the spring of 1572, the Chinese cargo ships, laden with carefully selected merchandise, returned to the Philippines, emptied the pockets of the Legaspi, and returned to China with a ship full of Spanish coins. Great numbers of Chinese cargo ships soon journeyed to the Philippines to trade with Legaspi. Chinese silk, tea, and porcelain began to flow into the West, as did corn, sweet potatoes and silver from all over the world, and the whole trade route prospered hugely. That concludes the first part of our bookie. In this section, we learned about the major voyages that led to the Great Global Exchange. Columbus voyages were the beginning of the Great Exchange, creating an age of seafaring and laying the foundations for the development of the Columbian Exchange as a whole. The Virginia Company's voyages brought a variety of species to the Americas in their fleets and this had a major impact on the ecosystems of the Americas. The Legaspi Voyages opened up China and initiated the process of trade with Chinese merchants. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for Buki at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter.